What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 16 of the RXP podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Matt. Today, I'm joined by Tiffany. New Animal Crossing update is out. I'm excited for Festival. <laughs> and Alex. Rest in peace, Jeanette Mouse, uh, who lent her voice acting talent to Resident Evil Village. Uh, she recently passed away uh, at the age of 39 due to colon cancer. So as a helpful reminder to all of you out there listening, get regular health checkups. Hmm. It's a good PSA. It's a good PSA, Alex. So RXP Podcast, this is the podcast where three working professionals talk all about their love for video games, movies, and TV shows. Today, we have quite an awesome show planned for you all. Um, we are going to be talking about fantasycritic.games. Um, I don't know if any of you have heard about this listening from home. I sure haven't, <laughs> um, but I'm a big sports fan. I have been playing fantasy football for years. Um, it's something that my dad and I started playing uh, when I was just a kid, maybe in high school, um, and it's something I still play to this day. Um, and Alex and Tiffany, last year, you all played Fantasy Critics Game, right? Yes. Is that is that like the official name of this? I think the official name That's is Fantasy Critic, and the website is FantasyCritic.games. Right. <laughs> well. I should have checked that before recording, <laughs> but too far into it now. <laughs> so Fantasy Critic. Um, so I'm new to this. Tiffany, what is this Fantasy Critic all about? Okay. So I'm not that huge into sports in general, um, but obviously Fair. I am very interested in video games. And so Fantasy Critic is this website um, that's been kind of built up by this one guy who enjoyed fantasy football on his own, but he wanted to kind of do a similar activity with some of his, his other friends that are mainly into video games. So basically, the concept is, is that the player is the video game publisher. So we each created a publishing company, essentially, and we would draft video games that would be coming out in um, in the calendar year and we wanted to pick really good games essentially so every game that scores at least 80 oh no no sorry 70 points on open critic which is a website that um, people can post reviews for video games for every um, game that scores above 70 you get uh, positive points to your score and for every okay. game that scores below a 70, you get negative points. Mm. And so we kind of created our fantasy league to have a um, like a total of 17 games throughout the year. We originally, quote unquote, drafted nine. So basically, a couple of weeks ago, um, the crew and I sat down and went through and selected games that we wanted to have on our fantasy team. And, um, you know, going down into the weeds a little bit, uh, we are allowing games that are obviously like brand new publishing in 2021, any games that are like remakes or reimaginings, any games that were like unannounced. So games that potentially mm -hmm. may be coming out in 2021, but doesn't have an official release date and um, games that are free to play. So gotcha. Other games that, like, we're not including is, like, we're, we're not allowing ports of new games. So, basically, like, if a game already came out 
last year and is coming out for the Nintendo Switch specifically this year. Mm. We're not allowing that. We're not allowing um, quote unquote special editions or director cuts of games, aka like a game that was published and now they're re-releasing it with like a little bit more content. We're not doing that. So basically any game that's coming out this year uh, that we hope will do well. Yeah, I actually never even thought about the kind of like port part of this mm-hmm. until uh, this past weekend. I was talking to a buddy of mine um, who's in town and um, the 3D Land remake yeah. that was originally on Wii U. I was like, oh, yeah, I should totally pick that up. I was like, dang it. No, I can't do it because it's a port. It's got new um, content though, because but yeah. Does that count or no? no I think we excluded new content also like you can't draft yeah like dlc like any downloadable content like no we're not included well because well the the reason why we didn't allow is because theoretically you know like what the base game would score right so it's almost like insider Mm -hmm. knowledge that you know oh that game did well like let's pick it up yeah so we're not doing that here that's a good point brand new games for our teams so tiffany and alex you guys played last year right Yes. Um, Alex, how did it go? Um, you know, maybe just objectively, who 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 came around the winner? Yeah, ob- um, objectively, you know, uh, playing with Tiffany and another mutual friend of ours. Steven. I came out on top. I was the number <laughs> one publisher for the 2020 calendar release year, and I hope to continue that standing into the 2021 release year. Nice. So now that drafting's over, for all the listeners back home, right, they're going to go on Fantasy Critic tonight as soon as this releases, whenever we release this. They're going to go on Fantasy Critic. They're going to start drafting for their publishing company. What do you tell them, hey, you should do these few things to be like me and win? Oh, man. The the strategy of the... I don't want to give away my secrets, you know, to you guys while listening. Like, you're my competition. We've already drafted. That's true. That's true. Um, so I'd say for your initial draft, because right, you can split it up between drafting, uh, uh, in a snake draft, uh, initially, and then you can pick up the rest of your games throughout the remainder of the Mm -hmm. year. I'd say, uh, depending upon the rules you set for your league, uh, the safest bets are to draft the games that probably won't (laughs) or have a chance of not coming out in the year. Uh, mostly okay. because, especially for our draft for the podcast, uh, we're uh, allowing for drops of those games, uh, and you're not allowed to drop the games that you pick up you know, throughout the remainder of the year. So if anything, you want to take your gambles now on things that might not release in case you, know, you can get rid of them if they get delayed, and then you know, pick up other games to replace them you know, once you've dropped them out of your, your draft. Mm. I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like that strategy at all, because I think you should get you should pick the best games that you think are coming out. And, you know, any league manager who's setting up the league can, you know, tweak the drop rates and all that jazz. You know, like, oh, this game is announced delayed mm-hmm. 2022. You can drop it. So, you know, those people can tweak that stuff. I'm just trying to pick the mm-hmm. best games here. Okay. That's my strategy. So you're trying to pick the best games yes. of 2021. Yes. Or maybe like what you would be your most anticipated games of 2021. Is that right? So obviously you probably picked up Pokemon Snap. Are we right? Or like... (laughs) 
you're taunting me right now and I don't like it because guess what you guys I know I'm I'm gonna love I'm going to love Pokemon Snap I know it but I don't know if the public is gonna love Pokemon Snap yeah is is Open Critic gonna love Pokemon Snap that's what matters here yeah that's what that is true that's what matters and I'm scared to be honest like I I mean I should believe in that game I really should however we all Mm. know how um game freak works around here they're just rolling in the dough so sometimes they're barely even trying even though i love the franchise dearly so yeah. no i did not spoiler alert i did not pick up pokemon new pokemon snap <laughs> all right all right yeah that i that kind of that's good i wish i knew that before draft um but you know it's not about helping me it's about helping the listeners you know yeah Michelle back at home. It's to help her. You know? Yeah. yeah, you two out there can be a winner just like me. <laughs> I'm going to crush you this year. Right, so. I'm going to do it. That's my 2021 goal. Oh, but right. who's in the lead right now? Oh. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. All right, so let's get into it. So the way we're going to do this is we're going to talk about first our nine draft picks that we did on draft night a few weeks ago. Um, so I'm just going to roll through some of mine. All nine of them in the order that I selected them and a little bit of why. Uh, So first and foremost, I picked probably one of my most anticipated PS5 experiences, which is Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Get hype. Um, This, it's going to be so good. Like just, I posted a GIF of Ratchet and Clank on our Twitter, um, which is RXP underscore podcast. You should check us out. Um, I posted a GIF of Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. And that GIF was beautiful. I like watched it a few times before I even posted it. It it looks so good. Um, this is a classic, just character platformer, kind of like Jack and Daxter, Sly Cooper, Ratchet and Clank's right in there. Um, I'm really excited for this. I also know that the first game, uh, or not first game, but latest game that came on PS4, uh, did really well. Uh, looking up on Open Critic, it got a 92, which would give me 22 points. So I'm hoping that it does even better this year. Uh, but that was my number one choice. Uh, second, I started going with a little bit of what Alex was saying. Go for something that if it hits, it's going to make Tiffany cry. But if it doesn't, oh well, I guess. Um, which is uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. Uh, Breath of the Wild 1, arguably one of the best Nintendo Switch games. This is now the 35th anniversary of Legend of Zelda this year, 2021. I am expecting Breath of the Wild 2 to come out holiday 2021. It's not been released, the release date. I don't know if it's going to come out. But if it does, open critic for Breath of the Wild 1, 96. So another 26 points for Matt. I don't think Um, that's coming out this year, man. Are you serious? I really don't. It it should, right? I, I don't know. The pandemic. Nintendo is not someone that releases any sort of trailers unless it's going to be released soon. That's also true. And I think uh, that it probably... Metroid Prime 4. Oh, you know, you got me there. But no, wait, that was just a that was just a logo. That's video. a trailer, though. That's a teaser trailer. That is the quintessential definition of a teaser trailer. The, te- the trailer, though, was a 4 <laughs> that just zoomed in. <laughs> but people know what that meant, Matt. Listen, knew. I wanted in my heart of hearts to draft Metroid Prime 4, but I don't think it's happening. 
I would love I love Metro Prime series. That that was that trilogy so good. Um, also, taking a step back, which I think this is coming out. Like I think Breath of the Wild is coming out holiday twenty twenty one. But taking a step back, my team name, my developer name, is Na 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 Matman. Um, there has been some uh, no, comments. No, there's only three nas. You said four there. No, 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 no. All right, I'm going to edit it, and it's going to be, by the time the viewers listen okay. to this, it will be na, 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 Matt, man. I got um, you, listeners. <laughs> thank you. I hope I remember to edit that later. How embarrassing uh, if you don't. Any, I know, I know. Um, so moving on, uh, Deathloop. Which Deathloop is one of the only games that I have on my list so far that has a definite time that it's coming out. Um, it's from the same makers of Dishonored. It's one of my most anticipated experiences of 2021, like I talked about last week. Dishonored series, critically, they're hits. Um, Dishonored 2 was 87 on Metacritic, or sorry, Open Critic. Um, so hopefully, expecting about the same from them. Real hype about that game. Real, real hype. Next, uh, if we want to talk about things that may not come out this year, Hollow Knight Silk Song. Um, Hollow Knight was a fantastic game. Um, this is kind of like Metroid Prime. It's a you know it's a Metroidvania, so kind of like Castlevania, Metroid Prime. Um, very difficult. Uh, Alex, you just beat Hollow Knight, right? Yeah, I, I recently did a playthrough of the original Hollow Knight. Uh, not the true ending, just the regular ending. And okay. yeah, just doing the regular ending beat my ass. So, you know, not interested <laughs> in doing the true ending because I looked up what was involved in some of the later optional areas that you have to do. And I was not about it. So I, but mm. I definitely do agree with you that if it, if Silk Song does come out this year, I, I think it'll rate highly. Listen. Yeah. It's, it's on my backlog. Silk Song burned me last year okay i drafted hollow knight silk song early in the draft in 2020 and it never Mm -hmm. came out not a peep from team cherry Mm -hmm. and so this year i also don't think it's coming out i think they're just living their lives and working on the prove her wrong team cherry get this game out when it's ready which will be later this year i think that's right listen i think team cherry is slowly working through the the game and taking Mm -hmm. their time which they well deserve so but i still i think 2022 all right well i hope you're wrong because hollow knight the first game check out this open critic score 98 percent 28 points so i'm i have big uh expectations for hollow knight uh silk song which hopefully comes out in 2021 but we'll see um next up i have a few indies uh 12 minutes this is um has it's kind of like a star-studded cast it has uh william defoe it also has daisy ridley in it um it also has James McAvoy. Is that right? Yes. Uh, so all three of them voice these characters. It's basically a time loop of you and your wife, I believe. Um, you find out that your wife potentially killed her dad or something like that. And you basically have to figure out what goes on before this other guy comes into your apartment and kills you both. Um, so it's 12 minutes. It looks really awesome. Check out the trailer because I don't think I'm doing it justice. It looks 
real good. It looks very artsy. It looks like something that's going to rack up a ton of points. And it it's definitely something I'm going to get uh, day one. I'm disappointed that you drafted that game because I was interested in drafting it. I also saw that it's only coming to Xbox and PC for right now, which I was kind of disappointed. It feels like it could be a great mm-hmm. Switch game. Um, oh, yeah. So I might wait for that or... Maybe I will play from PC, but we'll see. Yeah. I might go get those achievements. I've been neglecting my Xbox since I got my PS5. Um, So, next one. It Takes Two. This was another one of my anticipated experiences of 2021. Um, Co-op game from Joseph Ferris. The problem with this, this is when I started speaking with my heart instead of my head. Because Joseph Ferris games don't do that well. Like, they do about a 70 on Metacritic or OpenCritic. And um, it may not get me a lot of points, but I think this game has a special sauce. Like, I I think that he's been tinkering around with this. He had Brothers. Then he had a way out. And now I think this third game is going to be amazing. Or at least I hope so. Uh, next, I had Back for Blood, which um, it's from the creators of Left 4 Dead. Um, anybody who remembers that classic like Xbox 360 era, um, I played it for Xbox 360. Um, it was a great game, zombie game, a ton of fun. It critically did about a on uh, Metacritic. It wasn't even on OpenCritic, but Metacritic, it was an 89. So... Uh, if it's anything like that, it's from the creators of Left 4 Dead, and I think they're pretty unapologetic about it. Preview went went super well. This is something um, that I could see playing um, with some friends because it looks like a ton of fun. So, if we want to talk about things that are not happening in 2021, we get to my next pick, which is uh, Hellblade 2. Uh, this is the follow-up of uh, Sunua's Sacrifice, which came out, which was super well done. It was a, a linear experience. It talked a lot about um, just like mental illness. Like it, it broke down a lot of walls. I, I feel like as um, it critically did really well. I think on on Open Critic it it did eighty one percent, but I, I still think that's you know positive points. I don't think it's coming out, but. I'd rather take the risk because I feel like it will do well. I think they released a trailer maybe two years ago or a year and a half ago. So maybe it could happen. Yeah, I think it was Game Awards 2019 when they, along with the reveal mm-hmm. of the Series X, there this was part of that initial push to say, this is what you'll get to experience on next gen. Yeah. Yes. But as a slight you know, reinforcement of you drafting it, and I'm hopeful that it does come out for you, even though I did counterpick it, but we'll get to that later. Um, uh, the developers Ninja Theory actually just stopped uh, development support for their most recently released game, Bleeding Edge, uh, mm-hmm. in order to shift uh, development resources towards their current projects, which Hellblade uh, 2 being one of them and then two other projects that are unannounced. So gotcha. hopefully that's another indicator that it could come out this year since they are actively moving developers more to focus on these things but you know I, mm-hmm. I do agree with you for the most part that the fact that we haven't seen anything since 2019 or end of 2019 mm-hmm. doesn't bode well in terms of the likelihood of it coming out within 2021 at least but it'd be great if it did 
and it, it's a pretty small game, so it's not like a massive, like it's not, I, I wouldn't say it's not a massive undertaking because development uh, is so much harder than I could ever imagine. But, you know, out of some of the other names on this list, this is probably one of the smaller games. And so maybe, but maybe not. Um, so next, something that I am the most excited for in 2021 had to do it with a name like Matman, it would not make sense if i did not get gotham knights which is going to come out in 2021 it's going to be great i'm going to love it alex is back girl like these are things we just know for you know ever like these are just natural truths just that we can stand by those are just facts you know <laughs> it's straight facts on the rxp podcast (laughs) and that's it that's my nine and i honestly i'm i'm pretty happy with it pretty happy sweet um alex let's go to yours let's go to your top nine or your nine draft picks all right so to start off uh my publisher name is redline entertainment and that's because the games that you know, I'm not, you know, I'm obviously not publishing, but I drafted as if I'm publishing them. But the games that I drafted are going to push the bar. You know, these are the games that are pedal to the metal. The adrenaline rush, the excitement that you get when you're playing these are going to max out that meter. And you're just going to have the most fun you'll have in your entire life with these experiences. Wow. Yeah. I was wondering what that meant. <laughs> Matt, you need a better origin story. No, I'm just kidding. I know. <laughs> uh, and so in terms of the games that I drafted, I didn't look too much into the actual open critic score history of these franchises. I more so went off, uh, I guess, a mixture of my personal excitement, but also kind of, you know, looking into articles and kind of industry slash, uh, you know, public response to these franchises i kind of felt that these would give me the best uh, bang for my draft and mm-hmm. to start off with horizon forbidden west uh listeners of the previous episode of the recommended experiences podcast which you're listening to right now on mm-hmm. spotify and apple Podcasts and google Podcasts, um <laughs> will remember that this was my most anticipated game for 2021 And along with that, as I mentioned then, and as I mentioned earlier this episode, who knows if this will actually make a 2021 release date. I'm hopeful, uh, especially for all the reasons I laid out previously, which I won't say again here because they're kind of long in the tooth. But uh, yeah, definitely if it comes out, this will be easily in the 90s. I can guarantee it. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, My second game is Returnal. And... Some sad news, but you know, not not too much in the despair area. Um, that this is developed by Housemark, which is known for uh, a development studio known for doing a lot of arcade games. And Return in particular is a third-person shooter kind of roguelite bullet hell mixture. So think things like Hades, where you're kind of repeating a process over and over again, but the core gameplay is a bullet hell, so there's a lot of things flying mm-hmm. at you, a lot of things of dodging and like multi-jumps and stuff like that. And actually, just recently, it was announced that this release date got pushed back 
So instead of releasing in March, it's going to release end of April. Uh, but it's still 2021 oh. at least. So that's a game that okay. I will get points for, you know, it'll just come later down the line. But uh, based on Housemark's pedigree of uh, doing these kind of arcade style experiences, I have no doubt that Returnal will definitely please fans. Um, even though it's a different perspective, it's not top down, it's third person shooter. That game, like it might do well. And like I'm I'm rooting for all of us here. Like I want all these games to be absolute bangers. But for me, I saw Returnal, that gameplay trailer, and I was like, This looks so bad. <laughs> I just am not looking forward to it. Okay. And like somebody might be like way for it, but I just I don't know. I think it I just, it gives off uh do you know Risk of Rain too? Uh-uh. Do you know do you know no. Risk of Rain at all? No. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> yeah, it like it was a similar character-based 2D like the original Risk of Rain was a 2D uh shooter uh and it was character-based so you chose different mm-hmm. characters and they had different abilities and you went through different zones and then you know you reach the final boss, you clear it and then you repeat the mm-hmm. process with other characters. Um, and the sequel to that game, Risk of Rain 2, came out, I think, two years ago. And it gives off a similar vibe. So for listeners out there that need a mental image, if you know Risk of Rain 2, which made the swap from 2D to a 3D, like over-the-shoulder kind of open-world bullet-hell type roguelite, I'd say Returnal is very much in the same vein. So if you weren't aware of Returnal and you like Risk of Rain 2, definitely check out Returnal because uh, I think that gotcha. matches up well in that regard. Um for my third game, I mentioned this in my intro as a PSA, you know, sad news related to it, but it's Resident Evil Village. Uh, this is, you know, for those in the know, it's Resident Evil 8. And as Capcom likes to get with their titles, you know, the the V-I-I-I-I is nestled in the village part of the title. So you can see that in the graphics and whatnot. But it's a, you know, continuation of... Resident Evil 7 story uh, that came out back in 2017 and I remember public reception of that game being kind of that returning to the roots of the Resident Evil franchise and kind of making a truly horrifying horror game that really gets Mm -hmm. you, you know, your adrenaline pumping and your blood pressure raised. Um, And it's still first person just like Resident Evil 7 was. So it's a definite kind of interesting contrast with what they've been doing with their remakes of Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3 and the eventual Resident Evil 4 where they've all been kind of over the shoulder third person camera but uh, because of you know how much people love the Resident Evil franchise I also have no doubt and based on the previews we've seen definitely looks scary people love the really tall uh, vampire lady that's in the trailers you know there's a lot of people on the internet that's like give me give us more of her character um and also her i love the memes yeah the memes are great like the um the guy from game of thrones when he's like where's the big woman and like that's going all over the place oh my Um, gosh it's too scary for me i'm not into it and there's vampires and werewolves in this one so definitely a left turn there for the franchise has mostly been doing uh you know, bio weapons, so viral infections and whatnot. And now we're kind of getting into loose fantasy. So hopefully that'll be an extra step up for those that are mm-hmm. looking for that in their game. They're fo- they're like following 2020. Yeah, let's let's get away from viruses. Uh, like, <laughs> let's do vampires. <laughs> yeah. The fourth game I drafted 
you know, in the same vein as uh, Resident Evil Village, Ghostwire Tokyo uh, being developed by Tango Gameworks and published by Bethesda. So technically, you know, Microsoft, since they did acquire Bethesda uh, late last year. And for those that don't know, Tango Gameworks, uh, headed by Shinji Mikami, who did the original. And now I don't want to be corrected on this because now I'm second guessing myself, but I think he was one of the original designers of the original Resident Evil when they came out back in the 90s. Oh, wow. Um, so, like, okay. the very start of that franchise. And then more, more recently with Tango Gameworks, they did The Evil Within and its sequel. Mm-hmm. And so, definitely, you know, story creator, story developer. And they're just good at making, you know, kind of hoary slash spiritual kind of tense type uh, action games. And so Ghostwire Tokyo set in what looks to be, you know, modern day Tokyo. And it's very much about, you know, interacting with mythological, I guess, Japanese spirits. It looks really good, at least in my opinion. And I don't like Mm -hmm. scary games, but I'm somewhat interested to check this out. Um, And yeah. Just similar line. I hope it does well. It looks spooky. Like I'm not about it either. But eleven I, out of ten I, spook factor. I kind of wanna. I kind of wanna play it. Like it looks interesting though. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> A no from me. The next game, Final Fantasy 16. You know, listeners of the previous episode also will remember one of my most anticipated experiences for this year if it does come out but as i mentioned then and as i'll say here again action combat the they square enix the developers slash publisher have hired the battle director for devil may cry 5 from capcom to head development on this and so if you like devil may cry 5 odds are you'll probably like this one and that's me you know i picked up devil may cry 5 last year and i played it fantastic time and so i'm hopeful to get that same type of action combat just with more of that final fantasy uh storytelling and characters and flair uh the next game tales of arise also if you listen to the previous episode you remember (laughs) this was one of my most anticipated experiences for this year and i'll say it again you know budget 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 this game bandai namco is putting more money into it and i think what the Tales series needed for the most part was just kind of more budget to give the developers kind of better tools and more time and to hire better developers just to bring this to uh, the public, you know, sphere and make people realize the Tales of series does kind of provide that interesting uh, type of a- action combat that, you know, you might get or you might want to experience in things like Devil May Cry or Final Fantasy, but, you know, with that Bandai Namco flair to it. So hopeful that uh, this does well, or at least releases this year as well. Mm-hmm. Um, next game, Guilty Gear Strive. So those that don't know, developed by Arc System Works, they've done uh, a lot of fighting games, you know, obviously the Guilty Gear franchise. And yeah, I picked this up mostly because I know how rabid the FGC fighting game community is about their fighting games. And for the most part, <laughs> the games that come out are great, especially from Arc System Works. I personally uh, and really enjoy kind of the style and flair that they have in their their combat um, and just a visual representation. Like, it's really good 2D. I mean, they model it, uh, the characters in 3D, but they look 2D 
um, when fighting. And so it kind of has this real nice mixture of 2D and 3D art going on. But uh, definitely super excited about it. Mine probably won't play it myself, but I think it, it'll definitely satisfy the, the fans out there. Mm-hmm. Next game, Halo Infinite. So, you know, this what a great game pick. was delayed. That burned me last playing. year. I picked it last year. Didn't come out. Right. Relative new release state of fall 2021. So hopefully it comes out this year. But uh, since it didn't come out last year, I'm hopeful that this extra year development can get it, you know, across the finish line in a timely fashion. And it brings what people enjoy of the Halo franchise uh, back to the fans, because I know that Halo uh, five wasn't as well received as uh, the previous ones, and you know Halo Four was well received and also developed by Three Four Three Industries. So hopefully they can return to what people liked about Halo Four and kind of make their own Halo, but also continue that that storied history the franchise has. Let me tell you, Halo Infinite, fantastic pick. Like I, I was thinking about picking it up a little bit before, but I was thinking, you know what? Alex and Tiffany, they love PlayStation. Halo Infinite's probably not even on the radar, you know? Um, if Yasser was joining us on this draft, I'd have to pick a Halo Infinite, like, probably first or second. And <laughs> sneak it in. Um, but it, two things. One, I think it has to come out this year. Like, I think it it has to either be late 2021 or early 2022. Like, I, I think we're getting to the point where they need to show their hand and then two, when it does come out, uh, they delayed a year. Cyberpunk delayed it a month. Cyberpunk is not living up to expectation. You want to hear more about that? Alex and I did a deep dive in Cyberpunk. Go listen to it, our newest peer review. They have to, if this comes out, this has to be stellar. So I expect this to hit in 2021. And I think you've got a 90-plus game on your hands. Like, I really do. Because I, I just don't see Xbox putting all their eggs in this basket and then that basket being full of rotten eggs. Like, I just don't see it. <laughs> uh, I decided not to go for it because I'm not going to lie. The what the video that we saw of it originally, I was like, ooh, this doesn't look that great. And then, you know, it didn't come out last year when I originally had it on my team. So then I was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm going to let someone else take Halo Infinite here. And if you, if you prove me <laughs> wrong, you prove me wrong. So I hope it's a good game. Mm. All right, Microsoft, you heard Matt, though. This has got to come out this year, and it's got to be good. At least yeah. a 90. You know, we're looking yeah. for nines here, the big points. You know, like I said, Red Lion Entertainment you got to bring the joy to the fans. That's the whole point of this publisher. That's right. Um, and the last game I drafted in the initial draft was Ruined King, a League of Legends story. So, you know, for those that don't know, League of Legends, uh, developed by Riot Games, massively popular uh, MOBA, which is multiplayer online battle arena, um, been out for now going on its 11th year uh, out in the public sphere as being one of the largest esports related games but rune king in particular is being uh is part of riot's uh riot forge program where they contract out to other developers in order to create games based off of league of legends ip so for the rune king in particular uh they contracted out to airship syndicate which has previously done uh, battle chasers night war and if you guys know that game 
pretty much Rune King looks to be, not to say a carbon copy of that game, but if you want to get an idea of how Rune King's going to play, just go watch videos or play Battle Chasers Night War. It looks, at least based on the trailers we see of Rune King, very similar. Um, Mm -hmm. So go check that out. Uh, And in particular, uh, the Rune King is actually one of the newest champions released in League of Legends. Um, And so this is part of Riot's attempt to kind of expand the story of characters in League of Legends through these other games as well. So, and since I'm a big fan of League of Legends, this was an obvious pickup for me. You know, I'll be playing this game when it comes out, and I'm definitely excited uh, for what the story is. Perfect. What a beautiful nine. Like, not as beautiful as my nine, but, like, pretty good, you know? All right, Tiffany, tell us about your nine. Okay, so my publisher name is Nintendo because I love <laughs> Nintendo. And we're moving on. So my number Jokes one graphic... on Nintendo. <laughs> that's not the, the story of it. Um, but... Anyway, so my first draft pick was God of War Ragnarok. We got a little teaser trailer last year for God of War Ragnarok with the little symbol, the Omega symbol, and or Omega-like symbol, and it said 2021. Now, some folks on this podcast don't think it's coming out this year, but I do. So I don't know when, That's though. That's me. <laughs> I don't know when it's coming out, but when it comes out, it's going to be great. You know, God of War 2018 was like game of the year for so many different people and so many different outlets. So that's what I'm hoping for. Another great experience. My second pick. So hold on. (laughs) Here's the thing. All right. God of War Ragnarok. Like these teaser trailers. Like it just had a symbol and a year. That's huge. That's more than Hollow Knight Silk Song, sir. But if <laughs> Nintendo doesn't say Hollow Knight, Hollow Knight Silk Song is coming out in some of their indie bullcrap 20-minute videos that they do like every other month, if they don't do that soon, there will be riots in the streets. Like people will be waving their switch lights around and throwing them at people. No, it's a pandemic. No one should be doing that. That's true. <laughs> God of War Ragnarok is a massive game, probably, I assume. Um, I think, I, I just don't see it. Like, I, I would see it being a holiday release. And just with everything going around, I just, I don't know. I, I, would, I would think this is getting pushed back to 2022 at the earliest. Listen. I hope I'm wrong. I, I'm saying that. I hope I'm wrong. I believe that it's coming out. We'll see. My second pick is a little game called Monster Hunter Rise. Now, I've never played a Monster Hunter game. What? What'd you say? Oh, I say good pick. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I've, I've honestly never played a Monster Hunter game. However, I know people who love Monster Hunter. And I've heard some of these people get so excited for Monster Hunter Rise because it is just more Monster Hunter. So Monster Hunter Rise is a Switch exclusive and it comes out in March and I know people are excited about it. So I think it's going to review well. And not going to lie, even knowing so little about this game, knowing in the trailers that your Hunter character can have a cat friend or a dog friend... 
Like, that's amazing. What is it? A palamut, a palamut in a palico? I thought it was a palamute. A palamute. palamute. Yeah, a palamute and then a palico. is a dog, a dog familiar. And then a palico is a cat familiar. And even I was like, oh my gosh, let me have one of my friends. Let me have one of those friends. So um, I'm probably not going to play this game, to be completely honest. However, Nintendo... <laughs> Nintendo Publishing needed a Nintendo game. Okay, so my third pick is this game called Near Replicant version 1.22474487139. So this game is a prequel to Near the Near Automata franchise, which is published by Square Enix. And listen, I've also never played Nier Automata, but again, I know people who are excited for this game who love Nier Automata, which, which reviewed pretty darn well. So I'm kind of riding the hype, the hype train with people right now. My, uh, my draft. Yeah. If Nintendo I think seems very much a crowdsourced. Yeah. <laughs> We're, when you say joy to the people, I'm, I'm doubling down on that, sir. I am picking the games that I think that the masses are excited for. Because to be real, I have a very niche gaming palette. Mm. You know? Just Here, Here's my question. Yes. Did the masses choose this name? Because this name is ridiculous. <laughs> Near Replicant version 1.22474487139. Like, no, why? No. Why, and, why, why? And you know what? I'm just chalking it up to it's a Square game and you know Square gave us Kingdom Hearts 258 by 2 days or what I don't even think I got that number right 358 over 2 thank you Okay 358 over 2 Do you even play Kingdom Hearts? Ah that's a discussion for another time. But um <laughs> yeah this I know this name is a little bit ridiculous but you know I mean for real let me I'm going to be real with the audience that when I drafted games last year, I chose the games that Tiffany was excited for, but I was let down mm. because the masses were not as excited as Tiffany. So this is that year, because you like bad games, or, uh, or how what? dare you, sir? <laughs> that was literally a kidding. punch in the gut. Um. So yeah, I've changed my my strategy. To get some games that I believe the masses are going to be excited for. Now, listen. This game, my fourth pick, is a game that I am genuinely excited for. Because I also think it's going to do exceptionally well. And this game is Kena, Kena Bridge of Spirits. Now, we saw a trailer yes. for this summer of last year. And it was delayed. Because it was announced to come out in 2020. However, it was delayed. And moved to March 2021 with no particular date announced. But I, you know, it is kind of, um, it's been inferred that it's going to come out in March. And uh, I drafted Kenna or Kena. I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce this girl's name. But I drafted this game last year hoping that it was going to come out. And it didn't. So now I've drafted it again. And I'm mm. really excited about it. It's essentially this little girl Going through the woods and forests has this magical staff that can collect little cute creatures that, that are called the rot. And they're little, little black 
balls of character and you know you get all of them and you can help solve puzzles and stuff and i'm so excited like you know get me a release date so i can ask off from work that's what i want to know you know okay so then my next pick is a game that uh, another franchise that i've never played far cry (laughs) six okay i picked this because people like Far Cry and Giancarlo Esposito is the bad guy in Far Cry 6. And he has mm-hmm. some star power. You know what I'm saying? So, Oh, I do. Yeah. So I'm picking this game, hoping that it's going to do well and hoping that the Far Cry fans are excited. I believe this game was originally supposed to come out in 2020, I think. But it was pushed back to 2021. So, you know, mm-hmm. they're taking that extra time to make it extra good. So that's why I drafted it. My next pick is also another game that this girl is so excited for. It's called Stray. I believe you play as a cat in a post-apocalyptic mm-hmm. robotic world. That's all I'm going to say. My next pick. That's like all we know. Yeah, that's all we <laughs> <Right>? know. Yeah, <laughs> that is all we know. But I just wanted that to settle with the audience. You know what I mean? Because like, okay. who doesn't want to play a cat in a beautiful post-apocalyptic? Oh, I see you world? trying to appeal to the public in order to get to the masses. To the mass, you know, to all the game reviewers out there listening, please give it like open your heart and mind to stray. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Okay. It would have been better if it was a dog. So then my dogs have had their time in the spotlight. We need some nice feline right. games. So, okay, my seventh pick, you, uh, you guys, is Shin Megami Tensei Five. I've also never played a Shin Megami Tensei game. <laughs> but people have been asking for a new SMT, like, edition to the franchise so that should be coming out this year and this is the franchise that um persona 5 or the persona series was kind of um was it called like branched off of or spin off Mm -hmm. so persona 5 i've dabbled in it a little bit persona 5 royal and i've really enjoyed my time there and i've heard good things about shimigami tensei so that's why i've drafted it hoping that it continues to do well and pleases the fans Another game that, you know, Matt, you talked about Silk Song and people are just like, where is it? You know, pitchforks and yeah. loud internet comments about where is Silk Song. I've also seen comments about where is No More Heroes 3, which is another game coming to Nintendo Switch. And mm-hmm. honestly, I have no idea what this game is from all the trailers we've seen throughout the year. I'm so at one point there was this little boy that made friends with an alien, a baby alien, and then the baby alien disappeared and came back and was like an adult scary alien and was like, yo, we're best friends again. But they played like instruments. I don't I I don't have a clue what this game is, but the fans know. And I believe in the fans. Maybe. (laughs) I thought I knew what this game was, and now I'm more confused after you've talked about you it. Know, All you need Matt. to know, lead character, Travis Touchdown. That's all I need to know. 
that's he's got, all like, this you need lightsaber that he uses it's pretty sweet i mean you know what trailer i'm talking about though matt like i feel like I you know. know if i do well we'll okay. i'll look we'll, it up yeah look it up okay so that's no one here straight so you guys this okay so obviously my strategy has been pick the games that i think will review well because fans of the games are like this is my like back like deep strategy i believe fans of the games are gonna go out of their way to review these games and you know what i mean like i'm assuming that they'll be more favorable Uh so that's why this comes to my number nine pick a little game called humankind which is a pc game that is like civilization the Sid Meier Civilization game series. So you're doing the exploration. You're doing the colonization. You're doing the harvesting of the, 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 the fields and getting all the things. And like, you know, you're, you're helping humankind evolve through time and live on this earth, I believe. And so civilization, Yes, but it's called Humankind. It's another game that's like that, but not that. So I know mm. people love Civilization. So, I mean, there's so it's a copycat, right now. So they should rate Humankind poorly because it's a copycat of Civilization. No, I reject <laughs> your statement, and I think that this might be a new, refreshing take on a exploration type game. So that's why I picked humankind and we'll see what happens. You know, I can, I can drop some of these games. Yeah. We'll see if none of these games come out, then I'll, you know, we'll drop them. And I forgot to mention in the rules that we are allowed to drop one game that we've drafted that will release, but we're getting bad juju vibes about, you know what I mean? Like, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. I'm maybe previews for far cry six are not as promising as I would have hoped. We're, we're all allowed to drop one game it, unless the game has been counterpicked. And I'll let Matt explain what that means. So we each get two counterpicks. So basically, just like if our game scored a 90, that would give our team 20 points. If someone were to counterpick that 90, they would actually get minus 20 points. So I, I thought that the overall strategy is either to pick something that you think is going to do very poorly because then you'll get positive points or pick something that you don't think is ever going to see the light of 2021. Um, So that's at least how I played it. Now going into Mm -hmm. my counter picks, my first counter pick was a game that I just don't think is happening. And, you know, for Alex's sake, I hope it does, but I had to pick, Final Fantasy 16. Um, it's actually cool. Like this, uh, this fantasy critic. If you click on it, you can see the percent that was counterpicked, and 46.8 percent of leagues counterpicked Final Fantasy 16. So that that makes me feel a little bit better about this because there's a lot more people that do not think that this is going to come out in 2021. Alex, are you hurt? All I'm saying is when it does come out, you'll begin that minus 20 points. So I, I feel <laughs> oh my I'm gosh. sorry. 
<laughs> I mean, sorry, not sorry. Uh, yeah. So my second counterpick is um, for a game that I just had no idea what it was. And after listening to Tiffany's long explanation about it, um, I probably should have done a little bit of research before counterpicking it. But I picked Humankind. Um, I hope that everyone hates it and <laughs> that it doesn't come out in 2021. <laughs> Why are you so aggressive towards me, sir? Well, no, I just... Because I don't want to lose. Literally, you literally <laughs> told Alex that you hope that Final Fantasy 16 comes out for his sake. And then for my pick, you were like, I hope it dies in a fire. Well, no, because yours is going to release in 2021. His, I don't think it's going to. If yours was like a maybe 2021, I'd be I like, see. no, it's not coming out. I see. But since it's in April 2021, like this is coming out. And whether I want it to or not. Um, so going from his percentage counterpicks, only 10.1% of leagues counterpick uh, Humankind, which makes me real nervous. So thanks, <laughs> lack of knowledge, for serving me very poorly. <laughs> oh, also to clarify, if a game doesn't come out in 2021 and it was counterpicked, that means that the person mm -hmm. gets zero points, which is great because it's not negative points. Yeah. That's a good point. Very good point. All right, Alex, who did you counterpick? So for my counterpicks, I went with that strategy that Tiffany just mentioned in that I tried to counterpick the two games I thought would not release this year because, you know, looking at our total drafts, we all pick great games. If I'm pretty sure all these games, when they come out, will be, you know, well above 70. Like none of these are quote-unquote bad games and even 70s not a bad game you know sometimes all you need in your life is to play a 70 type game like you mm -hmm. know just to have a fun time um and so i counterpicked god of war ragnarok and senua saga hellblade 2 uh mm -hmm. for those reasons i don't believe that trailer we saw at the end of last year where it said ragnarok is coming and it gave us a 2021 year uh really meant that it's coming this year if anything, the joke I roll with is that, oh, in 2021, we'll get the actual trailer for God of War Ragnarok. So if anything, I view it more as here's more info coming in the future, like get excited. And so they're not coming this year. At least I hope so. Otherwise, if that game comes out, I'll probably be out minus 20 points. <laughs> but, you know, we'll see. And similar thing with Hellblade 2, as I mentioned earlier. It just, we haven't heard anything since 2019 when it first was announced. And even though uh, Ninja Theory has moved developers over to that project, you know, leaving Bleeding Edge, I just don't think it'll make it within the year. So I hope both of these end up being a nice old goose egg. You're wrong, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my counterpicks, one of them, I... I honestly think it's not coming out this year and I almost just picked it in spite too because it let me down last year and that is Hollow Knight Silk Song. I don't think it's coming mm. out this year and so I'm really hoping that it doesn't or else I'm losing major points and then the second game I counterpicked is Ruin King A League of Legends Story. Now I'm a personal huge fan of League of Legends but sort of at the same vein of what Alex was mentioning earlier is that I think I wonder if critics are going to say that this game is just quote unquote a copycat and doesn't bring anything new and fresh 
to the gameplay that it's not going to do as well as we think. I mean, honestly, I'm buying this game. Like, I know, like, I'm going to get this game because I love the characters that they've shown that are going to be in this game um, from League of Legends. Like, they literally have at least two of my most favorite char- champions in this game. However, I'm curious, and I and I don't think that the critics are going to review it that highly. Um, and, you know, honestly, for me, I wanted to counterpick one game from Alex and one game from Matt, and that's kind of where I fell. Those are the games that I picked. Because mm. originally, I'm not going to lie, I really wanted to counterpick Final Fantasy 16 i was gonna counterpick it if matt hadn't grabbed Mm. it first because i don't think it's coming out this year yeah i agree i so agree all right so that's that was draft night so fast forward the next big thing is we have 17 slots and we only drafted nine so that means eight more slots need to be picked up week by week with a total money of hundred dollars that's our budget um these are secret bids so over the course of every given week we put in bids for games not knowing if anyone else is going to bid for those games we bid as much as we like and highest bid goes to that team um if you're overbid like if you're if you put one and i put two uh you won't lose that dollar um i will just spend my two dollars to pick up the game so we have had one week in the league, which means we have had one week to pick up some games. Um, I won't go into too much detail because I already regret these decisions. Um, <laughs> I put in, I bid six whole dollars out of my $100 each on Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Sega, um, which I think is actually going to be pretty good. It looks good. I hope it comes out this year and then the second one is the untitled unannounced call of duty 2021 game Uh, i think that cold war didn't do as great but modern warfare the game right before that uh, did really well so i'm hoping it's more like modern warfare i know it's going to come out like they always come out so i don't think that they're going to take a year off and i'm hoping that uh you know i'll at least get some positive points out of both of them uh, should I have bid six dollars? Uh, I probably not, but I did not know how much people bid on these types of things. <laughs> For the Skywalker saga, there's some interesting news that apparently it might not launch with its quote unquote next gen features, and that those features oh. might be patched in at a later date. So. Just as a forewarning that if the, if that is true for release, that it might not get as high reviews as you might expect it to. That's that's great news, Alex. Thanks for uh, letting me know. <laughs> you can't I drop picked, it, so yeah. <laughs> no. I picked up Lego um, Skywalker Saga last year because originally it was announced and it was kind of hinted that it was going to come out in the you know the holiday time. And this year, I decided mm-hmm. against it because I did a little research and it didn't look like Lego games really reviewed very well, even though I love them. I love these Lego games, you know? Yeah. Especially co-oping, couch co-oping with this stuff. It's mm-hmm. Fun times so fun um and then matt you mm. dropped the knowledge bomb on me that babu freak is playable in the game and i about lost my mind game of the year 
game of the year. But he already won't, hey! but he won't be ray traced though. <laughs> if you need your Lego pieces to be ray traced, you have bigger problems. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, w- I want to, you know, when I step on them in game, I want to feel the pain. I want them to look so realistic. It's like stepping on a Lego in real life. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Alex! What games did you pick up during? Oh your- man, I picked up three titles, one of which is already released and scored. So I'll start with that one, Cyber Shadow. Uh, so this is a two D kind of ode to old school uh, platformers, uh, developed by Machine Head Games, published by Yacht Club Games. And if oh. uh, for those that don't know, Yacht Club Games are the developers of the Shovel Knight series. Uh, I say series because they've released a bunch of expansions for it, so it feels like a series. Uh, but Shovel Knight's the only the one game. Um, but yeah, so it's a game published by them, and I recently got through Shovel Knight um, and rolled credits on it. I played it back when it came out about seven years ago now as well. And so I was a big fan of Shovel Knight and Yacht Club, and seeing that they were publishing it, I know that they have uh, very... A storied history in these kind of old school um, kind of 32, 64 bit style uh, 2D games. And so I was uh, very much excited for uh, Cyber Shadow and how well it do, how well it would do. And apparently it got an 82 or at least right now it's averaging an 82 on Open Critic. Puts me That's at 12 good. points. I'm the only one on the board with uh, a game release. So in the lead, red line, oh baby. Pedal to the metal all the way to the finish. <laughs> Um, and the other two games I picked up, uh, one with a release date, which is no joke outriders coming out April 1st. Uh, I did get pushed back. It was supposed to come out towards the end of February, but it did get April fool's day. It's not a joke. Uh, (laughs) and so personally I'm excited for it. Uh, the big thing they were pushing that is to being developed by, uh, people can fly who've done things like uh, bullet storm. It's being published by square Enix. but the major difference with this game is that it is a third person looter shooter, but it is not a games as a service type model. So when the game comes out, it'll have all the content it's going to have in it from the get go. Uh, obviously it'll probably get, you know, balance patches and, um, you know, bug fixes, but it's not going to have, you know, a persistent live update service where they're, where you might expect more content, at least that they're saying right now uh, to come later down the line. So it's something that I can appreciate where I don't have to wait for new things to be updated. When I buy that game day one, it's going to have all the content. I can grind through it, get my looter fix and then move on. And the other game I picked up, which I mentioned in a previous episode of the podcast, Scarlet Nexus, also being developed by Bandai Namco. And part of the uh, reason why I don't expect Tales of Arise to come out this year in that uh, right now, Scarlet Nexus has a target release window of summer. So I know that that's probably coming out this year. And so Bandai Namco wants to focus on marketing for that game. That'll probably be their hallmark action RPG release. But who knows? Hopefully Tales of Arise comes out in the fall and then they can market that as well. But those are the, the three I picked up. Perfect. Tiffany, what'd you pick up? I, I picked up one small game. Uh, I picked up Gran Turismo 7. The the trailer that we saw at the State of Play last year 
made it seem so real and dynamic. Like the gameplay, I felt like I was in the car watching the landscape move as I'm looking at my dashboard. Mm-hmm. And so I think people are going to love that. This girl, probably not. I'm not a good driver yeah. in video games. So I'm hoping that it reviews well. I think, I mean, honestly, though, like looking at it, it looks freaking amazing. So mm-hmm. that's why I picked it up. Honestly, I don't even think, I don't know that it's going to come out this year. I think it's just like, it's like a hopeful a hopeful 2021 release. So we'll see. But I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I know Alex is super into racing games. So I know he's looking forward to it. So I, dr- I picked it up. I'm surprised that you didn't pick this up, Alex. Uh, I, w- I didn't think anyone would be gung-ho about it this early, to be honest. Because as you mentioned, it doesn't have a release window. Uh, besides 2021 and so who knows what if it gets pushed out so i was banking on picking up later but you beat me to the to the punch so i I, even though this would be the game to put the pedal to the metal i guess i won't be doing that for my publisher this year yeah you could have been so on brand it would be so on brand for you but yeah exactly but i beat you to it and it only cost me one dollar i think that gran turismo 7 is a great pickup like i I was thinking about it, but then I was like all about, you know, spending way too much money for Legos and Call of Duty. Um, so Ray you know, traced Legos. Ray traced Legos. <laughs> um, so there you have it, folks. Um, go on fantasycritic.games. You can check us out. Our league name is RXP Podcast. Uh, look in the description of the podcast. We'll set up a link for you can look at our progress throughout the year. Uh, we'll probably uh, come back about every few months, like quarterly, to give you some updates. Um, the next big set of games doesn't really come out until the end of March, early April, so we probably won't be talking too, too much until after that time. Uh, but if you want to check in the meantime, go take a look um, and start a league of your own and let us know. You can let us know by either tweeting at us at rxp underscore podcast or you can email us just like friend of the podcast gerald does he says hey guys i don't have a twitter so i can't follow y'all there but i've included a few of my favorite experiences of 2020 below he starts off with netflix the haunting of hill house yes i know it was released in 2018 but i finally got the chance to get around to watching the series 100% 100% recommend this show to any fans of the suspense slash horror genre, although I wouldn't recommend watching before bedtime. Um, I'm sure you've all heard about it, but it's a 10-episode series following a family who lived in the suspicious hill house that ends up haunting them well into their adult lives. Uh, it stills a sense of horror, incorporating a solid plot with numerous twists and turns. Um, from this podcast, it kind of sounds like horror genre is probably <laughs> none of us um but have have any of you all heard or wanted to watch haunting of hill house honestly no but i have actually been really intrigued by the like the second one the haunting of bly manor i've heard mm-hmm. really good things about that one yeah. and hearing about like how the ghosts are just like in the background all the time in that show seemed really interesting to me mm. and so i'm actually leaning towards watching bly manor Gotcha. Uh, So Gerald goes on to say his second 
favorite experience of 2020 is Dead by Daylight. Honestly, my favorite video game of the year. I'm the famous Gerald that Matt and Yasser keep referencing throughout the podcast. Um, numerous months, Dead by Daylight was our go-to game throughout 2020. Um, totally attest to this. This is actually the game that um, I was playing while I was waiting for FedEx to deliver my PS5. Um, <laughs> Tiffany texted me in the middle of a match, and it's like, Gerald, I gotta go. Like, I gotta go get my PS5. <laughs> and um, I haven't logged on since, um, which is a sad day. But it's a great game. Um, he goes on to say, I consider myself a casual game player, but was able to surprise myself by being able to actually excel at the game mechanics and be seen as an asset to the team. Um, being on edge throughout the game, the rapid heartbeats, literally running for your life, made this enjoyable on so many levels, especially with some of my closest mates. Um, completely agree that uh, Gerald had to put up a lot um, because one, I'm I'm not that great at the game, and two, um, I was screaming uh, most of the time uh, <laughs> because I am who I am. Third thing he talks about favorite experience of 2020, and I promise this is actually a real email. Um, but he goes on to say <laughs> the RXP podcast, hands down favorite podcast that I discovered in 2020. Um, as we all know, 2020 was a tough year when Matt and Yas told me that they were finally going to pursue a podcast after so many years of talking about it. I was generally excited, uh, exceeded expectations. Each episode, I feel like I'm learning more about Matt, Yas, Tiffany, and Alex. They become a huge part of my commute to work. Opinions and insights have pushed me to add TV shows, movies, and video games to my backlog that weren't even on my radar. Keep up the good work, everyone. Uh, thanks, everything, for all you do. And I'm already looking forward to the next episode, uh, which uh, little did he know uh, he would be featured on. So if you want to be like Gerald and you want to get a shout out and you want to talk to us, go onto Twitter, find us at rxp underscore podcast, or send us an email rxp.podcast at gmail.com tell us all about 2021 tell us what you're looking forward to what you would have drafted with the fantasy critic and uh tell me all about how breath of the wild 2 is actually coming in 2021 but that's it folks that is episode 16 of the rxp podcast and i will see you next time pedal to the metal where's the big woman